What's up, Michigan, and welcome to the State Champs Michigan Extra Point Podcast presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU has over two dozen varsity NAIA collegiate sports at Lawrence Tech. Athletic and academic scholarships are available. You can recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. Extra Point is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA is looking for motivated individuals to become officials. Great part-time pay and a great way to stay connected to the game. Help Wanded, just whistle. Visit MHSAA.com for the details. Hungry Howies, do you want free food? Hungry Howies and State Champs have a great offer for you. Order your next meal at HungryHowies.com and use the special code CHAMPS to receive one free order of Howie's bread. Some restrictions do apply. And the Sports Medicine Pros with the Detroit Medical Center. Check out our Game Changers segment with great tips on training, injury prevention, and rehab, and a whole lot more. Or for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash Game Changers. This is the companion podcast for our State Champs Michigan Extra Point Talk Show. We've got recaps from some of the best games from the weekend, previews, and more. Watch it on your preferred platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or statechampsnetwork.com. And you can also go to our free streaming app. My name is Ryan Slocum alongside Scott Bernstein. Matthew Murray will be along to discuss our latest state rankings shortly. But first, joining us is the head coach from Livonia Church Hill. It is Bill DeFlippo. Coach, what an amazing start for you so far. And just let's get going with an honor you received this week after that great start. We just talked about it uh, off air here. The Detroit Lions Coach of the Week. That has to be absolutely huge for you. I'm sure you were excited when you got that news. Yeah, you know, I think it's a pretty good thing, you know, not really for me, but for our football program. You know, like we just said a minute ago, it's because of our players, our entire coaching staff, our trainers, our parents, you know, anyone that's involved with our program, you know, nobody's going to have success on their own. Um, so for me, it makes me happy because it's kind of a program award. And um, so that's what really makes me happy is just everybody in the program. Oh, and then people get honors because of it. Well, it has been a great start. You're off to 6-0. and Best start since going 10-0 and back in 2012. I got to ask you, coming into the year, of course, everybody has high goals and everything. Did you see this start coming from your guys? Well, we had we have like eight players on our roster that are third-year starters. Um, so two years ago, when they were all starting as sophomores, you know, we knew the future had a chance to look pretty good. And we've made it to the quarterfinals the last two years, you know, but going into each year, our division schedule is so hard with teams like Belleville and then Fortson, who we play this week. And Franklin's been good through the years and having another rivalry with Stevenson and Dearborn's always tough. You know, we, we kind of know that our regular season schedule is going to get us ready for the playoffs if we can get that far. So, um, 
you know, we just kind of really try to, I know it's coach speak, but we try to take one week, one day at a time because we know that we can't look ahead to a next okay. opponent because whoever we're playing any given week can beat us if we're not ready. Yeah, you got to run that gauntlet for sure. You've done a great job so far. Let me take you back, if you can, a couple of the teams you mentioned already. Uh, you got the big win over Belleville a few weeks back. Can you walk us through that game a little bit, what worked for you in that game? And I know that was a team that was the number one team in the state at that point when you knocked them off. Yep, and for good reason. Every year, they've been in our division now for the last four years, um, and they just have tremendous talent every year. I mean, you look at where their kids are college and where they get offered by. So we know each year when they play them that we're not going to be the most talented team on the field that night for sure. Um, but our kids have played them pretty well. Um, the first three times, we just haven't been able to put a complete game together. Um, one year we were leading at halftime. Last year we played them on the Fox Sports Detroit Game of the Week on a Friday night. And it was a seven-point game halfway through the fourth quarter, and then we gave up a couple of late scores. So um, we had just struggled to put a full game together, which is hard against those guys. Um, and this year you could just kind of sense something different. You know, in the first half, we kind of sensed that our kids weren't going to get tired and run out of gas. And um, our kids played amazing that night. They always play hard, but we executed really well and, you know, ended up coming out with the victory, which was great for our program. Another game. Looking uh, back to last week against your rivals from Franklin, they really came out in the second half, didn't they? It was tied at seven at the break, and then you guys go out and win, uh, I believe, 42-14 to 14 was the final of that one. Can you talk us through that second half, and uh, how do you, you get things moving there? You know, there, there really wasn't any secrets. You know, we've had a good rivalry with Franklin. They've been pretty good. We've been pretty good. So all the games are usually tough and close. Um, and we knew that they would come out and give us their best game of the year. And really, both teams only had the ball twice in the first half. So it was 7-7 at the break. And, you know, normally you might think, well, geez, you guys made a lot of great adjustments. But we didn't really have enough of a sample size to make a lot of adjustments, but having those experienced kids, you know, we were calm at halftime, just told them to relax. We get the ball first and we scored twice within the first, I think two or three minutes of the third quarter to go up two scores and then just kind of took momentum and went from there. But um, the good thing about having an experienced bunch is They've been through so many different situations the first two years um, and have faced about every adverse situation you could. So when we get in those situations, our kids just don't panic because they've been through those situations before. Can you mention some of the kids if you can? And Maybe starting with your quarterback. I know he can run it. He can throw it. He does all sorts of good stuff for you. And maybe a couple of the other guys that have put you in this position where you're looking to go 7-0 and this week. Yeah, so you're talking about Taj Williams. He's our quarterback. He's a real good dual threat player. He was with us two years ago as a sophomore. Um, and he can run it really well. He can throw it good. 
And then other guys, Josh Brown and Bailey Brooks, are our top two receivers. They're both third-year players. Both of them start at corner and at free safety on defense as well. Josh recently committed to Saginaw Valley State last Saturday, and Bailey's committed to Concordia in Ann Arbor, where last year his brother was our starting quarterback, and he's now their starter as a true freshman at Concordia. So Bailey's going to go there and play with his brother. Other guys, Boston Clegg is our running back. He's a third-year player who had some All-State honors as a junior. In the offensive line, Matt Landis, Lawrence Nash, Martin are both third-year starters for us. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Demarius Gibson-Wells, Cam Bellhorn and VJ Ragland are all three-year starters. So three of our four players have been three-year starters for us. Um, but we're getting other contributions from kids like Abe Schuler, who plays fullback and linebacker for us. Um, Josh Frierson, who's our other defensive lineman. We got a couple, three juniors starting for us on the offensive line, Caleb Labar. Well, Coach, can't let you go without talking uh, this week's game. And obviously another huge challenge, one of these gauntlet teams that you already mentioned in your division. Obviously there's one big guy on the, on their side of the ball who's going to grab a lot of attention. Can you tell us about uh, Mr. Gates and then also what other problems do they present to you, talking about Dearborn Fordson? Yeah, for, for sure. Talk, talking about Gates, I mean, this will be the third year that we've seen him. And honestly, looking at him on film, he looks like he's a lot better than he was his first two years and he did then. Um, but he has gotten better this year. And I think one of the things we we're talking about is last year we took the lead with like 45 seconds to go. And he caught a Hail Mary pass in our prevent defense and got them the victory. Um, he's a tremendously talented receiver. You know, he's got great size, great speed. Um, and even look in comparison, like he made a bunch of plays against Belleville. So we know we're going to have to uh, have a plan for him, and we do. Um, but they have a lot of other good players as well and some big kids up front. So he's definitely not a one-man show. Um, they just have a really good football team, and we're going to have to be ready for this Friday. Yeah, absolutely. They come in at 5-1 and one on the air. I'm also joined by uh, Scotty Bernstein. Scott, you got anything? There was some buzz in the off season uh, about Taj, you know, uh, taking over for Gavin, and uh, he looked really good at some of those showcase camps. And then, obviously, you know, when rubber hit the road, uh, you know, he was he was off and running. Has had a really good season. Can you just talk about the development that you saw from the end of last season uh, throughout the summer to where you are now? Uh, you know, sitting undefeated. Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, my relationship with Taj goes back to having him as a seventh grader. I teach at the middle school, um, so I had him for a couple of years. Um, he was up with us as a 10th grader and then moved to Georgia last year. Um, but he actually started the last time we went over to Fordson when Gavin was hurt. And we had a chance to win then. But um, when he came back, um, you know, we do quarterback meetings each week in the offseason just to teach them 
our offense, to teach them defenses, go over leadership, all that stuff. We kind of do a quarterback school each week. But um, when we got back from the July 4th break in the summer, he seemed like he hit a different switch. And he's been really, really good since after that 4th of July break. Um, he's great handling our run game. He's a tremendous runner. Um, and he's improved immensely in the passing game. So we're one of those schools that, you know, we if we're on that night, we're going to be able to run it and throw it um, instead of just being one-dimensional. But he's a great leader. He's a kid that is always smiling, has a great person, and he's just one of those kids that the rest of the team's going to follow because of his energy every day. But he has definitely gotten better. Um, he has that will inside him like maybe only a few kids that you get to coach. So um, he's having a great year. He's been really, really good for us. And then I guess just finally, um, have you guys touched on uh, Josh Brown's commitment? Just uh, recently to he, Saginaw He just committed Valley. to Saginaw yep. Valley, and he's a kid that's really flown under the radar. I mean, that's a Division One caliber talent that's going uh, D2. Just talk talk about you know the diamond in the rough that uh, Josh is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Josh has been great. He's a third-year starter for us, um, and he had um, some Division One, a few offers, and then um, through no fault of his own, I think they just kind of looked at other players. Um, but for some reason, you know, either he wasn't tall enough because they want guys out there that can lock up six foot four wideouts um, or whatever the case may be. But he's always been a real good athlete. Um, he had some FCS offers from Eastern Kentucky and some other schools, but he really, really liked Saginaw and the package that they put together for him. You just almost couldn't turn down to where he's almost going to end up going to school for free. Um, so he liked it. He liked the facilities and things like that. But I agree with you. Um, you, you know, for some reason, you know, when college coaches are recruiting, they're looking for certain measurables and all that stuff. But I feel Josh can play at the D1 level, but he is really, really happy with his commitment. Um, and it kind of felt like home to him. So we're happy for him. Um you know, we got a few other guys as well that are kind of in that GLIAC Division II type thing. We have a lot of good high school football players, but a lot of them just don't meet some of those height or weight or speed measurables that some of the Division One guys are looking for. But, um, you know, but that keeps some of our kids with a good chip on their shoulder as well. You know, for someone like Josh and, and all those type of players that are being affected by, you know, this this uh, pandemic-related recruiting bottleneck where, you know, all the, the college players are getting an extra year of eligibility right. and there's the transfer portal. Uh, so, you know, the blue chippers aren't being really affected by it, but it's the guys below the blue chippers that are, are getting the short end of the stick. But what I wanted to say was, you know, Coach, you've probably already said this to them, so maybe I'm, I'm repeating a lesson that's already been taught. But for guys like Josh, all they got to do is turn on the television last Sunday night 
and and they can see Matt Judon, yes. who just got paid. You know, he he just signed some you know seventy five million dollar contract. He's getting in and 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 sacking Tom Brady. You know, he was in the same exact position as Josh Brown, where there were certain measurables that he wasn't meeting. Uh, you know, the 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 the, the tangible uh, on paper th- stuff. So he didn't go D one. He went to the GLIAC. He went to Grand Valley. And you know, look where he is now. So I mean, there's, there's, an, there's a pathway yep. from D two, not just to the NFL, but to major success in the NFL. So, yeah, it, for sure. And and we're preaching that to our kids. It's kind of part of our program. Is we always talk about everything that you get is earned. No one's going to hand you anything. You know. So I guess you'd probably say that. You know, we try to be as blue collar and old school as we can and, you know, getting our kids to just recognize what does hard work look like, doing the right thing and and those things. So our kids get that. And, you know, it'd be nice one day for one of our kids to make it to that level. You know, I think that would be pretty neat. Um, But you know what? The main thing is, is they love football. And if it helps them get a cheaper or a free education, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the any opportunity to play football past your high school years is a gift. Whether you're playing JUCO ball or D three ball yep. or NAIA ball or D two or D one, uh, just getting to extend your career and get to get to play the game you love and and you know go to battle with your with your boys to do it as long as you can, man. I still. Uh, we still get together, guys that I, you know, played with uh, as a teen. We still get together. It's all, you know, 20, 25 years later, and we, we talk about it like it happened yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. And Coach of the Year, let me just let me just throw out my, my opinion for Coach of the Year, <laughs> at least in Metro Detroit, I, maybe for the whole state, but Coach DiFilippo, uh, what a amazing – job you've done this season i mean we, we saw the foundation yeah. being laid last year but uh this year you've taken it to a whole other level and and really uh just hats off to you and, and all those all those boys over at churchill yeah well i certainly appreciate it um you know just kind of doing what we do each year but i have a tremendous staff of assistant coaches um and, and our kids are just great kids to coach um you know, so it's more about our program than it is me for sure. But, um, you know, we got a big one this week, and hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate and, you guys having me on. Oh, you got it. And another win this week. Very well. Uh, go a long way toward possible I mean, coach of the year. Absolutely. I, I, I might be covering stuff you covered already, but, you know, they had a really good season last year. You know, Bailey or sorry, Bailey and Gavin. Bailey's back. Gavin uh, was such a star quarterback. And then to just pull, you know, Gavin goes off to college. You plug Taj in, and this team is just, you know, trending t- towards the stratosphere. It, it speaks a lot to the coaching staff and and how these guys were prepared to uh, actually, you know, take a step. Some people, including myself, might have thought that they would be taking a step back this year. They actually took a step forward. Yeah, yeah. Six and zero, oh, looking for seven and zero. Oh. Dearborn Fortson this Friday night. Coach, thank you so much for being here and and, uh, taking a little time with us on the Extra Point Podcast. All right. Thank you, guys.
All right, we are now joined by Matt Mowry here with his weekly breakdown of the top 25 rankings on statechampsnetwork.com. Matt, how you doing this week, man? Not bad. How you guys doing? Hey, we're hanging in there. Let's jump right into it. Uh, no changes up top this week. Um, for the you know, it, it, a while there, it was shaking up every single week, but this week, uh, the top five looking about the same. Detroit King on top. Yeah, we really haven't had a, a, a chance over the last two weeks to, to have the, a similar pattern to that we'd had the the previous couple of weeks where our number one team was going down, uh, seemed like every week. Uh, Kings had a couple of fourth wins in a row, so they really haven't uh, had an opportunity to lose. Uh, Catholic Central continues to cruise along. Doesn't seem to uh, matter who they had under center this this past week uh, with Joey Silveri hurt. They had John Passanall who who had played a little quarterback uh, late in games when they'd been blowing people out, and he he put up huge numbers in a, in a win over Wayland. Rockford has had some close games. They were they were close through a half, I think, with Jenison, and then it. Uh, as we we both noted on Twitter, it, it escalated quickly in the second half. They ended up winning pretty handily. De La Salle uh, beat Catholic Central by ten. So yeah, we really didn't have much shakeup, even though we had um, I think we had, we had a, a, a fair amount of good games in the top twenty five, but we really didn't have have a whole lot of upsets. We had a, had a real good game between. Uh, Clarkston and West Bloomfield that went to overtime. Uh, Rochester Adams needed overtime to beat North Farmington. Um, really, there weren't uh, a ton of games that uh, were, you know, shaking up the rankings, so to speak. We, we didn't have any teams drop out uh, this week. Some some good games in the pipeline, though. I think that for next week, I think that's uh, that's an exciting thing to look at. Absolutely. Well, and how about start with the number three team? Rockford could be tested here with Caledonia. Yeah, Caledonia has been just kind of cruising along under the radar, six and zero at this point. And this is going to be, like as I said, Rockford's played some close games. They've managed to pull them all out so far. But Caledonia uh, coming to Rockford this weekend—that uh, that's a big one. Uh, and then we've got Livonia Churchill at Dearborn Fordson, uh, number seven Churchill. Uh, that'll be their their biggest test since knocking off Belleville. Um, obviously, that's a kind of a three way race. And then we got the the traditional battle of Muskegon on the west side of the state with uh, Mona Shores uh, hosting Muskegon um, uh, this weekend, and and that'll be a big one. SEC Reds got a big one at the top with with an unbeaten Celine team taking on a once-beaten Temperance Bedford team uh, on the road this weekend. And then the Mac Red just continues to be, after after beating uh, Chippewa Valley last week uh, by four in kind of a shootout, Sterling Heights-Stevenson hosts uh, Romeo that's uh, got one loss. Stevenson's already got a share locked up of the Mac Red title, but this would allow them to win it outright. I, I mean, I, I think that what Coach Newcomb has done at Stevenson over the last three years, you know, definitely needs to be commended. Um, they went from, you know, also ran, you know, a non-entity, really, and and at least more recently, right? Uh, and, and now they're, you know, contending for for league championships in one of the best leagues in the state, and they made a run to the final four uh, two years ago. You know, it harkens me back to some of those uh, Stevenson squads of uh, the past 
with uh, was it Rick uh, Rick By? I was going to call him Rick Rick Ricky By and uh, Jason Fracassi and DJ Mershman and wow. before that uh, they had a running back named uh, I think Michael Tennessee. So yeah, uh, Grand Valley guy. Yep. So the, the, there was some down years there, and now they're they're back and uh, they're 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 thriving under under Coach Newcomb. Hey Matt, one team you didn't mention here, and uh, you you look at some of the other rankings on the internet and whatnot. Uh, they have the Grand Blank squad a little higher than you might have them. They're sitting there uh-huh. at fifteen. Um, maybe just your thoughts on on that. Is it maybe the schedule a little bit, or uh, why are they there at fifteen for you? Yeah, and I think a lot of that ends up being you know where they started and 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 where they've they you know who they've beaten yeah they they do have some big wins and especially that slate early on in this in the season um they've come up i think i think i had them at 23 22 23 someplace like that uh in the preseason rankings so they have come up quite a bit um but they haven't they haven't necessarily leapfrogged into the the, the top 10 just yet, I think they have an opportunity. Obviously, the, the big one for them left on the schedule is Lapeer coming up. Not this week. They've got uh, Heritage this week, but the week after. Uh, that's a Lapeer team that's been rolling since week one of the season. But they, they're they 5-0 and since that, that opening uh, week loss. It, nothing against Grand Blank. Certainly, I think yeah. Grand Blank is one of the mm-hmm. top uh, 10 to 15 teams in the, in the state and some of it is too after that really tough schedule they've kind of the middle part of their schedule is not, not as much of a task necessarily so they haven't really had a, a, a big win since the first three you know weeks of the season and with that monkey of davison off their back you know there are some opportunities for them if grand blank keeps doing what they're doing and they beat heritage and then they go uh beat beat lapeer get kind of that monkey off their back and, and really take hold of that SVL South. I think they end up the regular season probably in the top eight or nine. Can you go a little bit north, the SVL, the north side of that? One team nobody maybe is talking about because they're kind of in no man's land out there. Mount Pleasant once again chugging along. They're doing their job, and they're knocking teams out. Uh, they also 6-0 and right now. Yeah, it seems like with Mount Pleasant, ever since they joined the Valley about a decade ago, and McIntyre took over of that program. They've just been a very, very consistent team. They seem to have a whole lot of highs or lows with them. They seem to be one of those teams that's right around eight or nine wins a season, and they're always you know good for at least a couple rounds of the playoffs. Now, I don't know that they've been a state title contender every single year, but that's always been just kind of a, a very strong vision because obviously Midland, you know, when I was growing up, had had that that long streak of, of I think it was 35 seasons that it ended up without a losing season, and yeah. they were always in the playoffs. And Midland Dow has has always been a strong team, one of the surprising teams along with my Pleasant in the in the uh, SVL North this year is Bay City Western. That's a Bay City yes. Western program that has been, you know, dormant for years and years. And to see them be competitive in some of these games, you know, with Dow and with Mount Pleasant, and it, it's it's encouraging for a program that has never really had a tradition of doing that. Uh, so yeah, Mount Pleasant has Mount Pleasant is one of those teams that always just seems to do what it needs to do and beat the 
team that it needs to beat, and they've been dreadfully consistent. Yeah. I mean, I just you mentioned Coach McIntyre, and you know, I'm I'm all about the quarterbacks and the MHSAA, <laughs> and Ryan McIntyre has taken another big step in in his development under center. Um, last year, he was good, uh, more of a kind of a game manager type. Threw for I think he threw for like 600, 700 yards last year. Uh, for the whole season, but yeah. I mean, it was a shortened season, I guess. Right, right. But uh, still, that's nonetheless, not a lot he, he's, of he's 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 really developed this year and has kind of taken that next step and is now uh, really playing some some great quarterback and and uh, has you know you can just tell the the comfortability, the comfort factor in the pocket for Ryan and then him and his dad are on the same page and the the Oilers look great six and zero out of the box and just yeah. uh, really uh, zooming. Hey, Matt, is there any uh, – oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that McIntyre family's got obviously a long history of uh, success with uh, yeah. the Oilers, with uh, with Ted McIntyre, um, Jason's father, who was the longtime Hall of Fame softball coach that is named the field after him. He was on uh, Jason's staff early on, and when Jason was at Beaverton right before he came to Mount Pleasant, uh, Ted was – was was right there as kind of a co-head coach with him kind of learning him the ropes and so obviously that's one of those families in in an area like Mount Pleasant where the McIntyre name uh, carries some weight definitely yeah and he's he's done an awesome job there got to a state title game a few years back uh, so that's just an awesome program hey uh Matt before we go how about some other teams that maybe aren't in the top 25 maybe just sitting on the outside and maybe some of the other divisions uh that people should keep an eye on well one of the the teams that i thought we did like i said we didn't have anybody drop out this week so it was kind of hard to pump somebody in i thought about maybe a lapeer team if we had an opening popping them in romeo obviously at five and one has kind of uh, probably deserves to be in there. If Ann Arbor Huron is five and one, and that's a program that's struggled, that's had its struggles over the last, you know, half dozen years or so. Then there was the 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 Heartland Howell matchup last week of a, of a once beaten Heartland against an undefeated Howell, and I kind of made the the quip at one point that that maybe the winner of that battle pops into the top twenty five. Obviously, didn't have an opening for that, but interesting battle shaping up in the KLA West with with Heartland, Canton, and uh, Howell all with one loss now. Heartland. Uh, Still has to face Canton. Canton's lone loss was to Howell, and Howell's lone loss is to Heartland. I think Heartland lost to to Brighton. So that's a that's one of those races that certainly is coming right down to the wire. Interesting uh, doings in the Lakes Valley Conference with with uh, South Lyon still unbeaten. Lakeland at five and one after losing to South Lyon a couple weekends ago. But there are some teams in that conference too that are Milford. challenging that maybe Milford exactly that hasn't hasn't had a program that's knocked off the big time powers in a long time that that's not not maybe it's since been a dor- it's been said. a yeah, it's been a dormant program for a decade and now yeah, I want to talk about signs of life they're five and yes. one yep. their only loss is the South Lion which is really n- nothing to be ashamed right. of yeah and uh, Billy Sternberg at quarterback, uh, they just they look really good. Garfrey Smith, I think this is his third year, and you know finally everything's clicking. And I, I don't think anybody anticipated this from Milford to be five and one, uh, nope. and 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 playing really really fundamentally sound football. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then just a little little north of that. 
big battle in the Flint Metro League last week with Goodrich taking out Ortonville Brandon. Brandon had been yeah. cruising up until that point. And Goodrich winning pretty big in that one, kind yeah. of taking control of, of that division. That's a, with, that's a team that's dangerous, certainly. You know, with Brandon, um, you know, they lost. And uh, I want to shout out, even though they're coming off a loss, I want to shout out the resiliency of that that Coach Zuby group. And I don't know if people know some of the backstory there. They won the they won the uh, their their division of the Flint Metro last year. Yep. Um, this year they they started off like gangbusters. They lose mm-hmm. their all league quarterback, uh, Micah Miller, who's He's been bre- there for who had been a starter since yeah. his sophomore. He broke his uh, elbow, I think, uh, in the in in week four or five. They moved to a freshman quarterback, uh, Lance Briolat. And then their second secondary star player, Dylan Dickens, who was their star running back, who had stepped in the the week that uh, or the the second half of the game where where Micah Miller had broken his his elbow. Dickens stepped in and ran the Wildcat, and they won a game in a shootout, like a forty seven forty one game. Then the freshman comes in, w- wins the next game. So you know they're. They're losing guys. They're dropping like flies. So they lost their two best players uh, in Micah Miller and Dylan Dickens. So, you know, the Goodrich loss is obviously something they're going to have to battle back from. But just being able to show that resiliency through uh, six weeks and having all those losses. And Coach Zuby does such an amazing job. And one more person I want to shout out on that defense, Gio Acrowey. Uh, middle linebacker, he's quarterbacking that Brandon defense, averaging about 12 tackles a game. This is a kid that was a uh, you know spot starter as a junior, didn't play JV as a sophomore, and this year he's he's stepped up and is really uh, you know playing some type of football where he'll probably walk away with an all Flint Metro first team uh, nod. Yeah. But great win for Goodrich. I didn't want to <laughs> spend the whole time yeah. talking about Brandon, but you know Goodrich, those Martians, uh, they can play football. Yeah, they lost a lot from last year. They opened the obviously season they, this obviously year. Obviously, they lost uh, Mr. Davis. Yeah, and, Tyson Davis. Yeah. They lose their quarterback, um, and here they lose their first game of the year, and they have bounced back and just rattled off wins. So that could be a team to look out for. They're starting to figure it out at the right time of year. Matthew Mowry, you can read his stuff on statechampsnetwork.com and always uh, his top 25 rankings. And we will see what happens here coming up after uh, week seven this weekend. Matt, thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. No problem, guys. And thank all of you for checking out the State Champs Extra Point Companion Podcast. We appreciate it. We will be right back here again next week. We'll see you then. Thanks, everybody.